series, of our preaching series that we are going to spend over the next few weeks looking at and delving into together, um, and it's called Partners in Mission. How exciting. Well, I'm so excited that you're all excited about that. <laughs> really exciting. Um, so, yes, Partners in Mission. So Jesus says... We know in Matthew 28, I'm going to turn to that in a second. Matthew 28, Jesus says, go and make disciples. He commissioned the disciples to go and do that. And um, we, the family of God, are on the exact same mission that Jesus commissioned his disciples to go on to do. We have that same commission on our lives. King's Church has that same commission to go and make disciples. Okay? So let's turn to Matthew 28. It's verses 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, So this is just after... Um, well, probably not long after Jesus rose from the grave. So he went to the grave. He died. He carried his cross. He bared our burdens. And he, and, he, and he gave his life there for us on the cross. And he rose again. And now he's here with the disciples saying, all authority has been given to me because I went to the cross and I gave up my life. So I ha- now have this authority a few weeks ago when we were listening to Richard, one of the things he was saying about when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, the Satan came to him and said to him, if you bow down to me, then I will give you authority. But Jesus says, no, I'm not going to take the easy way out. I'm going to pick up my cross and I'm going to bear the burdens of the world. And he did that. And he rose again from that grave. And so he now can stand before the disciples and say, all authority has been given to me. That's amazing. It's so powerful and wonderful. All all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So true, isn't it? That he is with us now and forevermore. We, we are so grateful for the fact that he rose again from the grave because now he is alive. He will always be alive. He will always be with us. What he says is true. And our mission, our mission, if we choose to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, is to go and make disciples. If you accept Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you are on the same mission. You are choosing to accept this mission by accepting Jesus Christ. You can't deny the fact that you are now on a mission with his people, his children, with him, advancing the kingdom and building the church. So everyone who accepts Jesus becomes a partner in that mission. And now we have to work together 
to do that. We have to work together to learn how to understand what does that look like for us to be in mission together, to be mission partners together, to be partnership in mission together. What does that look like for us here? What's that look like for you? And this is a really important question for you to be asking yourself. You know, I love watching movies. Even my kids tell me I watch too much, so that's become something, doesn't it? <laughs> Your kids telling you watch too much TV. Anyway, so um, and I just love watching like um, like when people go on these quests, these missions to to really um, and they go out in a team. That's the best time, isn't it? When when you see teams of people going out and they've all got different skills and qualities and giftings and, and they all get to use their different skills at different times depending on what's going on. And they um, they've got each other's backs. They're encouraging one another. They're championing one another. They're saying, come on, we can do this together. Where one gets tired and weary, the other one says, come on, we can do this. We can pick each other up. And there's times when they might even challenge one another to say, no, that's not right. We need to be honest. We need to live with integrity so that we can trust each other because we need to be dependent on one another. We need to be able to rely on one another. So we see challenge. We see encouragement. We see provocation. All so that they can complete the mission, the assignment that they're on. It's a strong, tight-knit team are always the ones that succeed in mission. And this is what I believe God is calling us to do as King's Church. What does that look like for us to be a tight-knit team in mission together, challenging and provoking one another, encouraging one another, challenging one another? Sounds a bit like discipleship to me. Anyway, let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. And we'll read verses 4 to 10. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe... The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you, you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation, God's special possession. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people 
but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. In this passage, it describes Jesus as the cornerstone. I feel like I'm going to trip up. Sorry, it's this carpet. <laughs> if I fall flat on my face, that's why. <laughs> um, it says that Jesus is the cornerstone, rejected by humans. Jesus was rejected when he lived, revealing the truth and faithfulness of God. When he lived his life on earth, he was rejected. He was rejected by humans when he was nailed to the cross and denied to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the son of God. And we reject him even today when we live in a disobedience, when we decide, this is how I want to live my life. And we wonder why we are stumbling. We wonder why we, we can't get round certain things. It's because Jesus is saying, if you don't want to stumble, if you don't want to live in shame, let me be the, your cornerstone in which you build your life. All who stumble over the stone are living in disobedience to the one who created them. And only those who receive this precious stone will not be put to shame, will not stumble. And when we receive this precious stone, when we decide to live our lives the way Jesus has shown us to live, we become part of his building. We become like living stones being brought together with him as the cornerstone. And we're built together. No longer are we living as individuals, but we become a people. We were once not a people, but now we are the people of God. We were once individuals living our own lives, going our own way, doing the things that we wanted to do. But when we accepted Jesus into our lives... We became part of this mission of God. We are being built together as living stones. We are one. We have become one as Jesus brings us together and builds us together. The cornerstone is the most important part of any building. The total weight of the building would rest on this stone. And if the stone was removed, the building would collapse. The cornerstone is also the key that keeps the walls straight. And that's why living in obedience to Jesus is so important. Because, because he has given us commands and, and, um, and ways of living our life in obedience to him so that we can build in line to what he is wanting to build. That's why obedience is important. Because if we're not obedient, then how can he build with us? How can he use us in the way that he wants to use us? We become part of the, the construction that God is building that's full of life, that is vibrant. The church has never been about bricks or stones, cement or mortar, towers or steeples it's always been about the children of God the people of God being built together 
as one. Once we were not a people, but now we are the people of God. When we accept Jesus and we get involved in the mission of God, we become part of a team. This team, the body of Christ. We become children of God. We become part of one. We, we're in this together. You know, we don't have any choice other than not accepting Jesus to not be partners in mission. You know that? You don't actually have a choice. You can deny Jesus and you can walk away and you can say, I don't want to be partners in mission. But once you receive Jesus Christ, he has brought you onto his mission plan and purpose. And he is saying, I want you to do this mission with other people. It was never about doing it on our own. God's intention was never for us to live our Christian life, to walk in this way on our own. It was never his plan. It was never his plan. We are meant to do mission, the mission of God in team. You know, the Bible, it helps us to, um, to work out what this mission is. It's like the, the blueprint. It's like the map of where it is that we need to go to in this mission. What does it look like? It's really important that we read the word of God and discover what it is to live in obedience to God, what it is to love, what it is to, to um, rescue the, the broken, the poor. I love how in Isaiah 6 to 1, Jesus talks about Jesus in Luke 4. He, he opens up the scriptures in Luke 4 and he, and he describes um, what it says in Isaiah 6 to 1. I just want to open it up here, if I can find it. Jesus is in the synagogue, and he, he takes a scroll, and he unrolls it, and he looks at it, and he reads it out to everybody, and he says, the Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. When I read this in the word of God, this helps me to see, okay, God, it says in your word that um, in the way that you were sent into this world, then I am also sent in this way. That I am sent in the same way as Jesus Christ is sent into the world. I am sent in the world in the same way. You are sent into this world exactly the same way as Jesus was sent into the world. And what does it say? Jesus said that the Lord has anointed me. You are anointed. You are anointed to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent you to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is how you have been sent into the world. And so the Bible is our map. Whatever you use as your Bible, it is your map to help you to understand what is your mission in life, what is your mission purpose.
know, we, we can, if we don't find a group of people called the church to be part of, to do mission with, to partner with in mission, you know, don't be surprised if you start becoming engaged, disengaged, or your faith starts to, to wander, or you start to struggle. Because God designed it in such a way that you will be encouraged, inspired, championed when you do mission with the people of God. We can't do this on our own. We have to do this in team. You know, about um, doing something in team, um, I don't know about you, but have you ever celebrated anything on your own? Well, it's not really much fun, is it? There's something about doing stuff together with other people. It can be exciting. It can be encouraging. And then when you've got things to celebrate, you can do that together, and it's so much more fun and exciting, and it gives you life, and it makes you ready to go on to do so much more. We can celebrate together when other people see the kingdom of God for themselves for the first time. When we see the kingdom of God advance, we can celebrate together. We can celebrate when we, we see that the gospel is being proclaimed and demonstrated. We can celebrate together when people's lives are changed and transformed because they're hearing the gospel. We can provoke one another and encourage one another to go and step out and to do these things. You know, together we are a vibrant sanctuary. We can't create a sanctuary on our own. Yes, we can go and spend time reading the word and praying and worshiping on our own. And we can have amazing encounters with God in our times with him. And I love those times. And those times are important and precious. But it's only when we're together that we're creating this sanctuary where we're creating a place where people can come and find healing, where people can come and, and find and be restored, where people can come and find a new life, a new way of living. So this is our purpose, that we come together and we create this environment, that we create this. And I'm not talking about in this room. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the way that we encourage one another in going out there and, and, be, and preaching the gospel teaching people about the love of God. And the way we do that, the way we're inspired in this room and then we go out and do that, it makes a difference. So I love that how Jesus never sends us out on our own. It gives us the Holy Spirit, but it also gives us one another. Now you are a gift to me. You know, I can't do what I need to do in this world without you, without your love, without your encouragement, without your support. You know, you need me too. You need me to encourage you. You need me to speak into your life and to pray with you and to build you up. We need each other. We really do need to each, each other, and we can't do this on our own. When we become Christians, we become part of a people who, by their love for one another, displays who God is in this world 
and together we become God's sanctuary. We're displaying something of God when we're together, when we love one another, when we support one another. If you have moments in your life where you ever wonder about what your, the point of your life is, you know, the best way, place to start to discover who you are is where the people of God is. You know, it's with the people of God that you can work out how you play your part in God's mission to go and make disciples. You know, if you're not a committed member of a church, if you have not decided to partner in mission with a church, then maybe it's time to consider what's it look like for you to be a committed member. Could it be King's Church? Maybe you already feel like you're a committed member of King's Church. What does that look like? Is there more that you can do? You, know, you can go to connect groups. That's a brilliant way to, to, to get to know people and to feel like you belong, to have people that will support you and encourage you. Let us help each other to fulfill God's purpose in our life. Let us help each other for us to fulfill our purpose to, to go and make disciples. You have become a partner in mission. So what are you going to do about it? How are you going to play your part? How are you going to be involved as a team member in this partnership? What does it look like for you with your personality, gifting, strengths, weaknesses, wisdom and experience to get involved? What is unique about you that you can add to the team or bring strength to the team so that together we can be strengthened as a church to advance the kingdom of God? Maybe you don't know what your giftings are yet. And being part of a team might help you to discover what they are, what those giftings are, as you become appreciated and accepted. You may discover more of what God has got for you and what he wants to do in you and through you. In the book of Nehemiah, the Bible tells us of a story about a man named Nehemiah who is an Israelite official serving in the Persian government. And here he is, he's serving in this government, he's a wine pourer for the king, and he hears about the state of Jerusalem, about the walls not being built. And so he talks to the king about this, and the king sends him with all the resources that he needs and all the protection that he needs to go and build this wall that's surrounding the city of Jerusalem. And the way he does it, when he gets there, he, he, dis, he makes this big plan and strategy of how he's going to build this great big wall. There are lots of different families that around the city that have their own section of the wall that they're going to build. And so they're there busy. And the whole family gets involved in building their section of the wall. And you can read about it in Nehemiah chapter 3 of the, of the different families and the sections of the walls that they're building. You know, there are so many different expressions of church in this world. 
so many different expressions. Just like there were so many different sections of the wall that were being built together, it was just the one wall at the end of the day that was all going to come together into this one amazing wall. You know, we get to build our wall here as King's Church, our section of the church. It's part of the great big church of Jesus Christ. Jesus only has one church. Jesus only has one body, and we get to build our part in that, our section. There are other churches in the city that are building their section of the great big wall, the same church. There are other churches in other towns and cities that are building their sections, the same church. There are other churches in, in other parts of the world, even Coffo and Richard are, are preaching in a church who were, who were there building their section of the church, of the one big church of Jesus Christ. We all get to play our part in that, in our section, by becoming a mission partner, by saying, I am part of this family and I am going to build. I am going to play my part in building. What does it look like for you to play, play your part in building our section? Do you know how wonderful it's going to be when, the, you know, when, when, we, when, we, when Jesus comes back and, and we see all the church in all its glory? And we get to sit back and we say, I did that bit. That's the bit that I did. I think that's going to be amazing when we see this grand church in all its glory. I'm excited about that. I'm looking forward to that. And we get to play our part in that. We get to build something that is going to last forever, that goes on for all of eternity. So you may have heard this said sometimes, what our mission statement is. So King's Church exists to establish communities of missional disciples, bringing kingdom transformation across greater Manchester and beyond. And the way we do this is by making Jesus famous, by being loved lovers, loving others. So if you want to hear more about that, about what our mission is, our mission statement. There are stuff, is stuff on the website. Um, next time we do a belonging course, it's worth just getting alongside with the belonging course and finding out a little bit more about that. But also getting involved in connect groups and you can find out a little bit more about that. Or come and talk to some leaders and say, what does it mean to be a loved lover, loving others? What does it mean to make Jesus famous? How do I do that together with this church community? Being a committed member of King's Church says, I am committed to being part of the team of King's Church to fulfill the mission of God. We have a responsibility to decide where we are going to partner in mission, what local expression of church we are committed to, to help build. You know, the mission of God um, is right where we are. And, um, and we do need each other to be able to do that. You know, in our workplaces, 
You know that you see collectively in this room, we probably see thousands of people, maybe I'm being, I don't know if I'm exaggerating, maybe hundreds, I don't know, but collectively we probably see thousands of people that don't yet know Jesus Christ. Collectively in this room, in all the different spheres and all the different places that we go into, in our workplaces, in the community centers, hairdressers, in the business world, in education, whatever, whatever place that we find ourselves every single day of the week, we come into contact with so many people that don't yet know Jesus. That's our mission field. That is where we go to demonstrate who God is. And so we need each other. We need to know that we've got each other's backs. We need to know that when I go out there into that mission field, I need to know that people are praying for me. I need to know that when I'm going to my workplace, and it might be a hostile environment, I need to know that people are praying for me. I need to know that people are there, have got my back. I need to, to be with people where I can say to them, um, look, I've got this situation, can we pray together so that we can come up with some creative ideas or godly wisdom of how I'm going to do this. We need each other. We need partners. We need to work as a team. We were never, ever meant to do this on our own. You can try and do this on your own, but you weren't meant to do it on your own. So don't be surprised if you are struggling to do it on your own. Find out what it means to be a mission partner in King's Church. If you enjoy coming here, get involved. Let's get to know you. Let's find out who you are. You find out who we are. We want to know you more. So of this next preaching series on mission, partners in mission, we're going to learn about the mission of God, the gospel of the kingdom, missional discipleship, how to share the gospel, and so much more. But as we go through this series... It's not just someone standing up here and preaching so, and taking away 35 minutes of your life. It's an opportunity for you to say, God, what is it that you want to do in my life? How do you want to use me in this brilliant mission of yours to set the captives free, to bring good news to the poor? What does that look like? for me and for my life. You know, there's so much more for your life than just getting up and going to work and all. God's got an amazing plan. It's an amazing adventure for us to be on. And yes, it is difficult. You know, if you have never received Jesus Christ in your life, um, I want to promise you that, that if you receive Jesus Christ in your life today, you won't find your life become more simple and easy. Your life will become challenging, but exciting, purposeful, full of life, peace, and joy. This Christian life is not easy. We are on a mission together. We are coming against the evil one on a daily basis. And so we do need each other. But it's exciting because we know we are building something that is going to last forever. Don't just settle for weekly encounters. But look for ways. How can we build the kingdom of God together? 
You are not in this alone, but you are part of a people. You are part of a body to partner in mission to reach greater Manchester and beyond with the love of Jesus. Do you want to just stand for a moment? And I just want to just pray over you guys as you go. Father, I just want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, that, that Lord, that you, with all authority, proclaimed over us that even now as we receive you more and more, as we say to you, Lord God, open the eyes of our hearts so that we can know you better. You speak into our hearts and our lives and you say to us, go and make disciples go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Lord help us to teach people to obey your word by the way that we live our lives by the things that we do and the things that we say that there is a proclamation of your kingdom as we go Lord Jesus and I thank you, God, that you never, never expected us to do this alone. That it can be difficult sometimes, but you are with us. And you made us to be part of a team. So, Lord God, I just pray for every single person here in this room right now. That they will just know your anointing upon them. They will know right now that you have anointed them to go and to proclaim the good news, the gospel of the kingdom. You have given them what they need to go and heal the brokenhearted. That you have given them what they need to go and minister your love and grace to those who are locked up and bound up. That you have given us such a powerful gospel to set people free. So, Lord God, I just pray that we will go out there and proclaim this gospel. That together, in partnership, we are on a mission together to build your church and to advance your kingdom. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.